0: You're listening to race-based Drive-In 5. All right, everybody, welcome to Drive-In 5. What we're going to do now is we're going to go out to California with better known as the Hammer, Mr. Jesse Love. Jesse, how are you doing tonight?
1: I'm doing great. Hopefully you guys are doing well, too.
0: We're doing good, man. A little bit of rain here, but uh, uh, everything is good. So. Let's get right into it. Let's talk about Sunday night's Junior Late Model race, that fifty-one-fifty Junior Late Model race at Madera Speedway. And I know that you guys were out there Saturday. Um, you kind of unloaded. How did that kind of go from there?
1: Yeah. So Saturday, it was kind of weird. I never had a Sunday race before, so um, let alone a late model. So that was pretty eventful. But uh, on Saturday, on Saturday, we uh, just we did some testing and tuning. And we were trying some new. Um, uh, rear-end suspension stuff to try to get the car to cut better. Um, and that definitely helped. And uh, we knew that we had a strong car for Saturday. Or so for Sunday.
0: For Sunday, right. So let me ask you something. Was the race supposed to run on Saturday, though? And I think weather kind of pushed everything back a day. Is that what kind of went on?
1: Yeah. So it was supposed to run on Friday practice, Saturday race. But, um, but it was going to rain that day. And uh, Kenny Shepard wasn't going to let that slide, so he uh, he made sure that the race didn't go on, and that's what makes him so great. And we had a race on Sunday.
0: Yeah, you guys got a great a great track promoter, a great track owner out there in Kenny Shepard. So um, again, racing on Sunday, just like uh, just like the Cup boys, maybe that's uh, maybe that's an omen, maybe that's something to get you in tune with that a little bit. So Sunday started off pretty good. Um, you guys went out and you qualified second. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. We actually ran our fastest lap or fastest lap ever in qualifying, and then uh, we got beat by a few hundreds, and that was kind of heartbreaking. But,
0: yeah. Yeah, so let me ask you something. So you qualified second. You know that you guys have this pill draw. So for a lot of the fans that are not familiar with what the pill draw is all about, can you kind of explain that a little bit and how it can actually sometimes work to your advantage and sometimes it can kind of bite you in the butt a little bit?
1: Yeah, so uh, it's kind of uh, sometimes the luck of the drive had some pretty good luck there um, but uh, with the pill draw. But basically what happens is uh, the top six in qualifying go to uh, this area where they pull a pill, and you can pull anywhere from um, a six to a one. So uh, last time we, two races ago, uh, we qualified uh, second and we pulled a one. This time we qualified second and uh, pulled a four. So it's you can kind of see the difference in the, what can happen there.
0: So let me ask you, this: each driver then go up and pull, or does a driver pull and then the whole in field is inverted that many positions? How, how does that work?
1: Yeah, so basically every single driver um, that placed in the top six in qualifying, they will all go and pull a pill. So say sixth place will go uh, – Sorry, first place goes first, he pulls a pill, then second place and third place and fourth place
0: and fifth place. Uh, I got you. Well, that's a lot different than a lot of the tracks do. A lot of the tracks will have a fan come out of the stand or a driver, whoever was the fastest qualifier, will pull. They might pull a, um, a six, which means that the top six are inverted. So at least this way, um, which each of, each of you drivers actually pulling a pill you guys kind of control your own destiny and you can't be looking at uh, maybe your best friend who just pulled a pill and made you start five positions back. So that's pretty cool. Um, well, it yeah. didn't take long. Once that green flag dropped, I think you guys were basically had a game plan um, in place and, and knew exactly how you were gonna run that race. Yeah, so
1: that's one of the uh, coolest things you know about the Nate team out there. Really, silent. Mike and Nate knew exactly what to do. So uh, he told me exactly what to do. We got up to third around lap eight and uh then just played a game plan uh we didn't want to get by uh second place too soon because we, we didn't want to burn off our tires we want to let everybody get their stuff all beat up and hot and uh around five or ten to go and uh before the halfway break we got behind or we got by second place and then we just stayed about two cronics in front of him so we wouldn't burn off our tires and then we knew that we need to get by second place so we can start at least on the inside or outside pole for the um, next restart. So when we did that, we just uh, we made a few adjustments to the car. The car was a little loose, so we uh, made a pan or a track bar adjustment, and uh, that fixed us up. And we were pretty uh, pretty solid for the next half.
0: All right, so you took the, you took the lead on lap forty-five. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, around that time.
0: And, and then you, from that point on, basically never really look back.
1: Yeah, so uh, Mike, Nate, and the whole Nate crew, they set up the car perfectly. We uh, ran the high side, and that was something pretty cool that we learned last year around eight. So uh, I had a pretty good practice, especially in the midget series when we ran there. It's, uh, a lot of it's on the high side, so uh, that was fun. And uh, basically we had a good restart and uh, held with him and then uh, let him burn his stuff up on the bottom. And then once that happened, we got by in the top and uh, never looked back really. And, but the uh, part that kind of changed the race was uh, uh, somebody spun out. There was a restart, a late race restart, about 10 to go. And uh, we started on the – we left the inside pole. It probably might have been better if we uh, – selected the outside pole because that's where the car was just a tidbit better than one and two. But uh, we had a, a pretty huge restart there uh, and uh, got a big jump on the restart. And uh, that put us a few crongs, um from second
0: place. Well, I know, Jesse, that's one thing that I've, that I've always noticed in, in your racing is you are great on restart. So that's got to be kind of heart-stopping when you got 10 laps to go. You know you pretty much got this thing in the bag. And the last thing that you want to see is the yellow flag come out. And once that thing comes out, and I've heard you mention a couple of times here as we wrap this and five up, um, how important it was to manage your tires during this race.
1: Yeah, so that's probably one of the biggest things that set us apart from the rest of the field is uh, Mike Nake and the whole Nate 2 crew. They've been doing this for so long that they know exactly what to do. And uh, and that makes the difference a lot of the time is, uh, you know, if you listen and if you don't listen. So um, we, I to my team, and uh, they told me just to save. No need to try to pass the uh, first place because that guy was checked out about, probably over half a track, and uh, so we just uh, let him up and stuff, and that probably made the race right there.
0: All right, well, there you got it. Drive-In 5 with racer Jesse Love, defending champion of the Madeira uh, Junior Lake Model Series. Uh, Behind the wheel with him, Jesse, thanks for being with us, and we look forward to having you back next week to see what's in store for Jesse Love and the ability to be able to share with your fans. So, Jesse, thanks for being with us. Awesome. All right. Thank you, race fans. You have been listening to Race Face Drive and 5